0: Hello, hello again, and welcome to The Daily Run. And we are in Romans chapter 13. And last time we were talking about this section, Uh, we read the first five verses in particular, about submitting to the governing authorities. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. And so this is one of those verses, again, one of those sections of Scripture that is controversial, and and sometimes um, it becomes one of those things that can divide Christians. We saw this in the past uh, year or so. If you are listening to this, the same year I'm recording this, in 2021, 2020, with the uh, churches being shut down because of the COVID situation, there were those people saying well, we need to um, honor the governing authorities and be subject to them, and there were others that were saying no, we do not, because uh, this meets an exclusionary clause that, um, we do not, um, there's the, when it comes to, uh, keeping God's commands, we don't, um, we don't keep a lesser command in order to, uh, or we don't break a greater command in order to keep a lesser command. In other words, uh, like children, you know, honor your parents, honor and obey, you know, children obey your parents. And, um, and you might say children obey your parents great well if your parents tell you to go kill somebody well now you have a problem because that would be murder and you're not supposed to shed innocent blood right that's a another commandment so i'm not going to disobey god right in in committing murder in order to obey my parents who are you know by you know the keeping that commandment to obey my parents. If my parents' command is to disobey God, God's command is greater. And so the same thing happens when we start talking about um, every soul being subject to the governing authorities. If the government authorities are telling you to do something that causes you to disobey God, well, that's a problem. And and again, we can see that practiced in the scripture. We can see that practiced by Paul. We can see that practiced by um Peter and John early in the book of Acts, you know, where the governing authorities, in their case, it was the religious governing authorities, telling them, you know, do not preach the name of Jesus anymore. And they say, well, you know, should we listen to God rather than men? Hmm, no, we're going to listen to God. So a lot of times when we read this section, people start looking for loopholes. And one of the loopholes they start looking for is, uh, and I think it's a legitimate loophole is saying, is this thing that the government's calling me to do uh, go against what God is calling me to do? And I think that's a legitimate question. And I think it's an important thing to do because we do know this about our government, that the government uh, governments of men are faulty and flawed. Men in power tend to uh, sadly take advantage of their power. But also keep in mind this, that when Paul wrote this, Caesar Nero was the governing authority. Caesar Nero was one of the most rotten humans in human history. And yet Paul is making a point here about the governing authorities. And then, well, let's just read this again. And I'll pull out some of the arguments that people make, but also what God is saying. So let's see if we catch on to that as we go. And maybe we'll make a reference to Habakkuk, which is always fun. All right. He says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. Okay. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So what he's saying is, be so, be subject to the governing authority because God has put them into place. Right? So the authorities exist because God has appointed them. Now, here's the thing. Also understand that just because God appoints somebody or places somebody in a position of government authority, it does not mean that everything they do, every law they make, And every command they make is directly from the mouth of God. Because we do know that God sometimes uses governments as instruments of judgment upon people. And that is when we get to the book of Habakkuk. And in the book of Habakkuk, back in the Old Testament, Habakkuk is um, a prophet and he's looking around. The southern part of the kingdom, the nation of Judah, the northern part had been conquered already by the Assyrians. And he's looking around at the wickedness that he sees in his own nation. And he says, God, why don't you do something about this? Look at all this wickedness. How can you how can you look upon this and not do something? He says, violence, you know, violence. God, why don't you do something? And God says a very strange thing to him. He says, lift your eyes and look to the east. Behold, the Chaldean horde. And God goes on to tell him to look and see the Babylonian army that is coming. You know, riding swiftly. Here they come. And they're coming to bring judgment upon, upon Israel. God is, you know, God. here here, um, Habakkuk saying, God, why don't you do something? God goes, yeah, I am. Look at it. Here come, the, here come the Babylonians. And Habakkuk's like, wait, what? They're worse than us. We're Our people are bad, but they're even worse. And God goes on. And well, the, and then, of course, Habakkuk has this great line at, the, at the, uh, the first, I think it's verse one of chapter two, where Habakkuk says, like, I don't get this. God, I don't understand. But rather than condemning God, he does a great thing. He says, I'm gonna sit on the rampart. I'm gonna go sit on the wall. I'm gonna wait for you to correct my thinking. And this is our this should be our attitude when we come to things, when it comes to God, to God's word, when we don't understand them, rather than getting to that spot where we start condemning God, which is a common thing that people do, instead saying, God, I don't understand. So I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna wait for you to correct my thinking. It's a great thing when you get to that spot where you say, you know, what, I understand that the problem is not God's word. The problem is my understanding of God's word. And so God talks about how he's raised up the Chaldeans to be his instrument of judgment upon Israel. But the Chaldeans will go too far and they will ascribe this victory to their own power and to their own gods. And God will end up bringing judgment upon them as well. And so we kind of see how it plays out there in the situation that they're in, the way that God ordains or places into um, position these governing authorities. And so again, understanding that the governing authority doesn't mean that everything that is done, God desires them to do. Right? So we talk about like, well, what about Hitler, right? Because that's our go-to loophole. Well, what about Hitler? Well, that's an excellent question. And here's part of it, right? The Jewish people needed to be brought back to Israel. In all of human history, there has been very few times, maybe only one time, where there was international sympathy for the nation of Israel following the Holocaust. Following the Holocaust, you have the nations of the world having sympathy for the Jews and going so far as to giving them back their homeland. Even though if you really look at history, you'll see that the Jews had been buying up the land in Israel since the late 1800s and maybe even sooner. My history is not always spot on. But the land being purchased by those who were called Zionists, those who wanted to return to their homeland. And so there were ideas of giving them land in other places before they were given their homeland. And so God used the most horrible thing. um, Well, maybe not the most horrible, but one of the great horrors in Jewish history, um, God used it to bring his people back into their homeland. And so we see that God uses these pagan, these humanistic, these uh, evil rulers to bring about his purposes even but he he says in here also in verse two he says therefore whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of god and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves and another thing to remember is that at this time as well there were those jews who were um the zealots who refused to use roman currency who refused to do anything that the romans did and we know that this would end up bringing about the destruction of Jerusalem and the plowing of the temple mount with salt and the destruction of the temple. And what Paul is saying here is something different. He's talking about living under the law of the land. And again, if the law of the land is contrary to the word of God, well, then you don't follow laws that are wicked and evil, but we should be lawful people. We should be people who are not seen as lawless by the world that we are trying to influence and impact. Keep that in mind, and we'll talk more about that next time. God bless you.